Hello and happy Sunday to all of our wonderful viewers. This is today's episode of Always Right with Jeff and Steven. I'm Jeff, he's Steven, and today we have got a full uh, docket of, of just degeneracy and depravity to talk about. I've got some some ranting and raving to do, uh, and so let's let's just go ahead and get into it. First of all, uh, Steven, how's it going? Sounds like another day, man. You're going to rant and rave about something, and I'm going to try to make it cheerful. So let's, let's see how this goes. Oh, it's going good. Uh, been been pretty weather here lately. Really excited. Uh, not real happy with the news cycle this week. You know, we don't we don't get to stare at the sky and go, balloon, although there's still a lot of balloon talk going on. You know what I mean? But we wanted to talk about some things that aren't getting covered, uh, and there's, there's no other way to put it. There, there, there are some things that just – fell completely out of the news cycle. I don't, I don't know if you've ever noticed this phenomenon. If, uh, if a Democratic representative is assaulted or, or chased after in any way, shape, or form, every single Republican gets called to the carpet. And they're told to, you know, what do you think about this behavior? But when a Republican gets assaulted or murdered, that's a local news story. You know, there's nothing to see here. We're not going to ask people to comment on it. That's just a, a local news. Am I just a conspiracy theorist? Uh, no, it's uh, it's how you operate in a banana republic like ours. And um, when the party in power is fought against, you you call the opposition all you call all the opposition to to quite uh, to answer for it. Um, when the literal second, um, second, uh, what am I? Th- what's the word I'm thinking? Second-rate citizens, i.e., Republicans, are oppressed and attacked and uh, vilified. I mean, that's just the natural state. That's the desired state. So it's not newsworthy. Well, uh, uh, February first. So we're going to talk about two. Uh, GOP representatives. They were they were local city representatives, but they were from New Jersey. Now I'm, I'm not real big on New Jersey geography. I know that most of New Jersey drives to New York in order to work. That's all. I, that's all I really know about New Jersey. I know it's one of them New England states that I don't. I've, I've never been to. Um, actually, I have been to Jersey once. Anyway, that's a different story. Uh, the gunning down of Republicans is is a real thing. It is it is happening. February 1st, 30-year-old Eunice Drumfor, you think I'm pronouncing that correctly? I think that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was found dead in her car near her home. She had been shot as many as 14 times. She was elected to the borough of Sayreville City Council in an upset victory over her Democratic opponent in 2021. Uh, She was also a business analyst and a part-time EMT and was heavily involved with her Nigerian church group. Uh, And, you know, I... I did hear a little bit about about this incident whenever it first happened. But a week later, February 8th, another New Jersey councilman, again, uh, another Republican, was found dead. Authorities said that Russell Heller, a 51-year-old Republican city council member in Milford, was fatally shot in the parking garage of PSE&G, a local energy company where he worked. Now, we can get a little information on the the latter. They think that... um, uh, Heller was killed by a co-worker who might be disgruntled or something like that. They found a co-worker uh, in the same parking garage with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So they're assuming that it's a murder-suicide situation. 
Uh, and, and that's tragic because now you have three lives, not just two. But, you know, trying to get more information on Drum 4, we can't get it. We literally cannot get more information on this situation uh, because uh, the prosecutor has blocked us from getting any information. Daily Wire reporting on this. It says the Middlesex County Prosecutor's Office argued that releasing any information to the public about the councilwoman's death would hinder law enforcement's uh, investigations, NJ.com reported. The move came after several local and media, national media outlets requested that 911 calls arrest reports, and police body cam and dash footage be made public. And yet, they won't do it. I mean, I, I, I again, here's my conspiracy theory, and I'm sorry that we're starting off a conspiracy theory so early in the pod, but it seems like they're trying to memory hold this. You know, if, if we don't talk about it, if we don't let the information get out there, then news stations will stop reporting on the fact that Republicans are getting gunned down in, in broad daylight or, or in public or in front of their homes. Seems like they're absolutely trying to memory hold this topic. Yeah, it's almost certain that that Ms. Drumford's uh, killing was an assassinate, like a political assassination, like a, a politically motivated killing, um, because of this response. Uh, you know, Republicans are probably rare in New Jersey, um. And I'm I'm guessing that the prosecutor is probably a Democrat, the, the DA. So sure. Um, I, I this th- that tells me that it's probably politically motivated. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it is politics to sort of not have the story out in the forefront. Uh, she's a black Republican, which they hate. Um, she's a black, black Republican woman who's working with immigrants, right? <laughs> So you can't, can't have uh, all those things, right? Right. Because you can't have this face. Republicans out have the, to be yeah. xenophobic, right? They have to be racist. They have to they have to be misogynistic. They have to be all these things. And then right. you have this woman who's a poster child against all those things, gets gunned down in front of her home. Yeah. Crickets. Crickets. So I I'm certain that this is probably it this just feels skeevy. Um what what's really the problem here is uh the crime in general uh that this is uh, you know uh, this is we we talked about it when when biden had his his evil authoritarian looking speech mm-hmm. you keep you keep pushing this message and and people are going to get hurt yeah and 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 it's when i started to take this as you know, we're, we're not sharing a country anymore. We're fighting for the same ground. And I'm my st- my side needs to start winning because we're not. Um, and. And this is what happens when we lose. Yeah, we, we need um, to talk about this. Uh, you know, some famous commentators, uh, Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire crew, they're they're very fond of of not blaming political rhetoric for physical violence. And and I'm just, I'm, I'm starting to sour towards that whole idea. It happens enough. You become, you get to, you, you start to get sour against it, you know, even to a point where that they don't hold to their own standard. Um, you know, even many Republicans will uh, say that Donald Trump, while he doesn't bear any legal liability for the January 6th riot, he should be held partly responsible because he didn't talk to the people enough. He, you know, so on and so forth. Um, but I mean, at some point, 
we we have to start calling things what they are. The 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 political the the speech that is out there is riling up the worst in in the base and causing them to uh, go try to kill people, you know, and this isn't the first time this happened. We can talk about the Bernie Sanders acolyte who went and shot up a congressional baseball game trying to kill Republicans. You know, um, this is, this has got to stop. Uh, uh, who, which, which representative was it that was recently famous for saying, you know, I'm going to take my gun into Congress with me because it was some, some lady who's newly, newly, uh, elected. Anyway, that's what it's getting to though. I mean, you almost have to, you almost have to just to protect yourself. But it's it's a feature, not a bug. This is not is not just something that they want, like not talked about, so that we can sort of forget it and and move on like it never happened. It's something that many, I would argue, actively want to continue happening. Yeah, you don't. And, you and don't, while that sounds, go ahead. You don't. You don't call your opposition. You, you don't. You know the party of Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. Without wanting, without wanting to give some motive to those on the uh, uh, on the bottom rung of your society to do violence, like that, there's it, it's rhetoric from the top, violence from the bottom, and you know, and it's it is abet- aided and abetted by prosecution in the middle. Uh, DAs all across the country who are not going to punish this appropriately. The rule is out there that the message has been received. If you are a Republican, you are not, uh, you do not have a right to safety. Yeah. And And, and while that sounds extremely conspiratorial, it's, it's almost hard to read it any other way. You know, uh, the current sitting president, uh, whenever Mitt Romney was running for president, the most vanilla human in the entire world, Mitt Romney, when he was running for president, he would go on speeches and tell people that he at black churches and tell them that, uh, you know, he's going to put y'all back in chains. Mitt Romney, you're you're talking about the most left leaning Republican representative is going to put people back in chains. You know, whenever he compares uh, uh, uh voting laws to Jim Crow when he says that January 6th is the worst thing that's happened to our country since the Civil War, that leads to this kind of response, you know, because the Civil War was bad. We were fighting racists. Well, I guess we need to go kill them now. And that's that's the obvious outgrowth of this. And like I said, I know that sounds conspiratorial, but it's almost hard to read it any other way. Um, oh, who's the, the, the crazy woman of California, uh, black lady, uh, senator, representative, whatever. She, she told, she, she, was at a political speech talking about how they needed to go into restaurants and drag out the justices and, and drag out the, the people who worked in the Trump administration saying they shouldn't be able to live civil lives in public. I mean, Sarah Sanders was literally run out of a restaurant by someone who was doing that. I mean, it, it happens all the time. And it, it's like I said, it sounds conspiratorial, but you almost can't read it any other way anymore. Yeah. I, you have to understand like it is time for people like you have no excuse anymore. Um, they, I'm saying I'm not saying that your Democrat neighbor wants harm done upon you, but there are people in this nation and in your community who are working actively to make your life less safe. They're working to make it worse and they're they're not doing it to hurt you personally. 
they're doing it to cause disruption so that uh, our worldview suffers and they get to implement the change that they want because mm -hmm. chaos allows for political change. Yep. Everything, everything, every big political ch shift that has ever happened in our society has come uh, in the wake of a tragedy or in some big catastrophic event. Mm -hmm. COVID, 9-11, the world War. wars. Yeah. Yeah, all the wars. Yeah. I mean, the executive <clears throat> branch grabs more and more power every time there's a big tragedy or something like that. That's how they and win. Like you said, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how they win. So, uh, I mean, we our hearts go out to these families. Uh, apparently, um, uh, drum four, Eunice was a, a mother. Uh, she was 30 years old, and she was a mother of like a 12-year-old. Um, uh, certainly, Heller was a, was a father and a, and a, uh, a husband. You know, it's, it's, it's just a terrible situation. And at some point, Republicans are going to have to start fighting back. I mean, we can't. We can't play to lose anymore. We can't play. We we can't play the game just to be opposition. We have to. We have to. We have to start doing something about this. And in the drum four case, uh, I don't think any arrests have been made. I nope. Don't, I don't know that they have suspects. I mean, again, the, the we don't know anything. Kind of they're blocking. Yeah, yeah, they're but blocking pretty, everything. But I, from what I've heard, no arrests have been made. No, uh, everything that I read, no, nothing, nothing has been made. So, it, it's. It's frustrating. It is so frustrating. And um, you could say, yeah, this is a New Jersey. It's really not local to us. Who cares? Uh, but if these were Democrats, they're, they'd be plastered all over national television. Yeah, um, for, for weeks on end. And, you know, yeah. every, every, it, I mean, let's, let's just, let's pretend that this, this was all swapped, that it happened five years ago, that Donald Trump was president, that it was, uh, a black woman Democrat and a black man, a, a black white man Democrat, and they were killed. What kind of interrogation would the the White House be getting from this? What? How many interviews would Trump have to do? Every uh, Republican congressperson and every Republican senator would have to make a statement about how this is terrible and awful. But when it happens the other way around, they just completely memory hole it. Sad, yep. sad. And we can't. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons. We, we started this podcast. We got tired of people not talking about the things that need to be talked about. And yeah, so and, and it's sadly we talked about. It's sadly predictable at this point. You know how this is all going to play out before before the the motive even like before the 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 message even goes out. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um. And and I I attribute the fact that they're trying even harder to cover it up to the fact that she is she's a black woman. Mm -hmm. I feel like if it's a white male Republican. Mm -hmm. They would try to hush the story, but they wouldn't be trying so hard. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, that's unfortunate. And as Stephen says, uh, we we pray for those families. Uh, this is obviously horrible. Um, but we are going to move on um, to from so, the ridiculous to the sublime. <laughs> that's where I, we're going. Like, <laughs> all right, so. We, we're big music people, um, and last week was the Grammys. I, I just have, like, I almost don't want to talk about what happened at the Grammys just because, I like, I'm not surprised by it. Yeah. So. Um, That's the first time I, it's happened. 
Right. Like, I feel like they've done stuff like this in the past. Um, so at the Grammys, uh, this is Sam Smith. Gosh, that is hideous. And Kim Petras, who is a man. Um, they won a Grammy for best performance of their song Unholy, which they then performed at the Grammys. Um, complete with uh lit like just intentional devil imagery uh bdsm gear um i mean just over the top let's be as overtly offensive and grotesque as we can be oh yeah the, did you see all the people you see the photos of the people in the audience wearing devil horns like they had those those things you put over your head like you know most people would wear mickey ears no they the audience had devil horns in there by the way do you know who was in the audience i don't S well i would call her the sitting president dr jill biden the greatest doctor of them all i mean i, I mean yeah and yeah, that's why when we're talking course. politics and we're talking Hollywood, we're talking one and the same. They all run in the same circles. Yeah, yeah. Here's you know, here's so like you said, we're we're big music lovers, but I haven't watched an award show in years because of stuff like this. They're sure. openly mocking people. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm not I'm not going to tune in to to watch you um, mock me directly, which is obviously what's happening. Um. So. But again, not surprised by this in the late, uh, the least. Um, what what does get my goat about this is that um, nothing will be done. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing uh, will change. Nothing. Will be Sam done. Smith will always be welcome at the Grammys, so long as he is a pervert. Um, and you know, no one at the Grammys in California will be called to help to account for this. Uh, they probably had to green light the performance anyway. Um, so someone they signed off. It. On they it. had to green light it. I mean, yeah, uh, someone uh, signed off. Did on you it. see, did you see how fast CBS de deleted that tweet about how uh, Sam Smith, he, he tweeted a, a picture of rehearsal and their CBS responded. It was CBS, right? That it came on. CBS responded. We're ready to worship. Really? That's so. Like, I mean, it's cartoonish at this point. Up. Like, yeah, like uh, uh, you're making you're making the point more explicit. So great, glad for that. But really, you're so dumb. <laughs> like, but um, what what bugs me even more is that you know what, the Grammy Museum in our backyard is not going to be held to account. No one is. Now they, I will say they are different in kind, just because I know the inner workings of that place. But no one sure. can be held account for this, and it's ridiculous. But this is the game that we play. That's right. Association That's right. means That's you right. are guilty. You are guilty by association. That's Grammy, absolutely right. The Grammys in California need to be getting calls from the Grammy Museum in Mississippi saying our donors are pulling out because of this bullcrap. Yeah. But none of our don none of their donors are pulling out. So no. I'm speaking to people at home. You're yeah. giving money to the Grammy Museum. What? This is what they're doing. 
Yeah. What are you doing about it? Yeah. We yeah. are not and, going uh, to get anywhere in this culture if you do not use the influence you have. Yeah. I don't uh, have so a I big fat a... check to give to Grand Museum. You do, yeah. and that gives you power. Yeah. And so uh, I, the only thing I can do is I will never <clears> take a, another group of children to Grammy Museum. And if anybody asks my opinion, I, I'm going to say, well, think about what you see on the Grammys and they're going to show you performances of the Grammys there. I'm not going to. Is that yeah. something you want to promote? Uh, I I'm will not never take. It. And, and the sad part is the the week before this, two weeks before this, I took a group to the Grammy Museum but because they were putting on this free educational workshop. And, you know, it's a great opportunity for my kids to learn. Never again. Not going to do it. All right. I'm not going to do it. And again. I'm going to actively tell people, uh, other people not to do it. Yeah. As long as you're promoting and that garbage. We because know you've got to send the message somehow. We, we personally know people who work at the Grammy Museum. And I'll tell them to their but faces. Let's talk, yeah. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Um, so I, let, I want your business. The... To, I, I, I want your business to suffer for this. And I and I want you to be in the be put in the awkward position where you have to tell your bosses in California that the perverts are hurting your business. Mm -hmm. Um. So, but I want to talk about the the deeper implications here. You know, um, music is who generates culture, and so parents. I mean. You know, if your kids saw this, well, what I'll say is you should have been in church because this always happens on Sunday night. So you should have been in church where your kids weren't introduced to that. But um, more than that, if you don't if if you don't educate your children, they're going to be more susceptible to situations like this. And and Jeff and I are not saying that these people are actively worshiping the devil. Now, they are a part of devil worship and they don't know it, but they are not actively participating in devil worship. They are not. They're not going to, you know, satanic rituals or anything like that. But I, just theologically speaking here, the worship of the devil is the worship of self. Right. How did how did Satan tempt Adam and Eve in the garden? He, he tempted them with knowledge that they would be like God, that they would be able to know more as as their own selves. So they are participating in the devil worship of the fact that whether they believe in him or not, they are worshiping self and they have fallen into the schemes of the devil. That's the theological point that, that has to be made. No, we don't, we don't think they're literally worshiping Satan and they're going and sacrificing chickens to Satan or something like that, but they are unknowingly doing exactly what Satan wants them to do. So this is my, and, um, yeah, this is my problem with ahead. entertainment today. Anyway, it is painfully unsettled. I mean, this is nothing that hasn't been in pop music for decades at this point. Well, well let's just, talk about it's that. It's just point. less, it's less artful now. Um, so uh, a couple of years ago, a different pervert named Lil Nas X, um, which was super popular in, in country circles and people thought he was a conservative figure for five minutes because they're stupid. Um, you know, he, he did that song where he went and like did a lap dance for Satan or whatever. Right. And then tried to make shoes to promote it. And there was still enough counterculture to go, no, that is wrong. And Nike didn't let him do that with the shoes. Right. There was pushback and there was change on a corporate level. That was just a couple, three years ago. That wasn't that long ago. Now, nothing. I would, I would say Nada. that that's, I would say that that's because no one has put out statements. 
I would say that that's because he started in country. Because there was some kind of influence. Yeah. It, I, I didn't know who Sam Smith was. I don't Stan, Sam Smith's always been a lot of music. I don't listen to yeah. Stan he, Smith's always, always been a perfect. He's always been a perfect. I, I mean, like, yeah. And so yeah. you hear nothing from this. You see people standing up and giving a standing ovation to someone dressed as literal Satan with people bowing down to worship him, doing all kinds of disgusting, despicable acts in open public. Oh, so brave. Well, so I mean, beautiful. And, and I have another branch to this rant because. Yeah, I'm mad at the Grand Museum, and 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 they need to suffer for this. But um, I'm also mad at just people in general because if you're out there getting offended by it, ranting and raving, getting offended by this, if this is what it takes to corrupt you or your child, then you're not where you need to be as a Christian. Assuming we're talking to Christians. I look at that. Anybody in in my circle will look at that and say that's stupid. It's silly. They're not. <laughs> they're not at threat of being convinced that the devil is good because of that. So, yeah. if if that is what it takes to to corrupt your child or yourself, then you weren't where you needed to be anyway. Uh, you were a lost mm -hmm. cause already. Um, what I wanted to talk about is, you know. Yeah, this is the thing that we're going to get angry about, and we're going to rant and rave to everyone about uh, how inappropriate this is, and we need to stand up as a society to make sure this doesn't happen again. It's not going to work. It's going to keep happening, which means we're not doing a good job of it. But we're not going to say anything about uh, skinny jeans Pastor Dave down at the Baptist megachurch uh, telling you that you need to uh, you know, go along to get along with the perverts or or, you know, Here's a here's a touchy subject. A lot of people are going to miss church tonight. Mm -hmm. Why? Because there's a big foosball game going on. If you're mad about Sam Smith twerking as the devil on the Grammys Museum stage, but you're going to miss church tonight because you're watching the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm so like I'm so sick who's of discipling this. your kids. Who's, who's discipling your kids? What And what are you going to do at that Super Bowl party? And what are you going to allow your children to be introduced to through the Super Bowl ads? Do you know how much they pay exactly. for a Super Bowl ad? <laughs> because they know it's going to affect your children. That's why they pay that much for a Super Bowl ad. I mean, what's it up to now? Four, $4 million for a 30-second ad? I'm so sick of people being, you know, they'll get upset at this overt stuff like this, but you're not guarding against the everyday devil in your own home. Yeah. Yeah. And the devil is in your home. And that's, that's why it's titled what it is. The Joel Osteens um, and, and, and all of the, the, the Super Bowl ads and all of this crap that you're going to let in, which is like, Oh, we're not going to watch the Grammys. So, yeah, I'm, um, I'm not OK with inconsistency. And, and you know, the devil, the devil is more than in our homes now, because this this is all tied together. Right. Perversion. Uh, people who who stand for nothing will fall for anything. Uh, there, there's an old country song uh, that that's that's the hook. And it's a great hook. You've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Um, you've got to be your own man, not a puppet on a string. Uh, yeah. The the perversion has has crept into weak churches. And people are saying, oh, no, they're not really churches. Well, they're not the right church. They're not the true church. They're not the true church of the Bible. But there are people that are going to these churches 
And this is what they see. This is a Methodist pastor dressed as drag. Listen to this portion of the sermon and tell me if there's anything biblical here or if it's all yeah. political. Yeah, we're, we're all mad about Sam Smith at the Grammys, but this actually exists somewhere in America at a quote-unquote church. No longer may we sit idly by in wooden pews of fallen trees from lands that were stolen. No longer may we listen unshaken to the words of those dispersed seeking refuge from church-appointed supremacy and pseudo-sanctified nationalism. No longer may we allow the tears of our ancestors to be that of a well of sorrow. Today, we turn them into a raging river of defiant joy and resilient action. For in scripture of today, it is said, woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture. Oh my goodness. Reading modernity into the scripture, we see what can be described as a gentrification, not just of economic measures, not just of displacement of bodies, but a gentrification of grace itself. The privileged elite have enacted the social reality of generations of oppression and injustice, redlining and wealth capping all leading to the destabilization and displacement from the one place that the oppressed sought refuge, their home and the houses of God. If, if, if someone feels comfortable doing that in your church, you're a problem. Yeah. Yeah. This, not only this, are you this video should how not exist. How can you be associated with anything like that? How, how, how can you let someone stand in a pulpit that looks like that and th they claim that they're proclaiming God? I'm sorry, it butchered Ezekiel 34, which is the section of scripture that, that it was reading from. He was reading from. I'll use the proper pronouns sure. that he was reading from. Um, butchering Ezekiel 34 and then saying, reading modernity into the scriptures. No. <laughs> how, how about a big fat no on that one? Uh, let's keep scripture in its context. Ezekiel being an exilic prophet prophesying to the shepherds of Israel to go out and do their job of binding up the flock and bringing back the scattered sheep from a, from Babylonian exile. I'm sorry. You, you need to take over for a second. It, no, I'm not going to be any better because if this, this should video should not exist because every man in that building should have been talking over him and should have been pelting him with songbooks. No, he, he should have been completely run out of the pulpit. That, like this is and and this and and you won't talk. Okay, you talked about the problem with uh, the we. Well, we're saying that's the Grammys and not the Grammy Museum. That was a Methodist church. That was a United Methodist church. And people in our hometown and a, around where we're from will go. Well, that's over there. No, you're part of the same organization. You're a part of the same communion. You're a part of the, the problem if you don't pick up and leave. If anyone associated with your name is involved in that, you need to leave. That is unacceptable. You need to find the church that you read about in here. That's and people in Mississippi can talk about how people in Mississippi can talk about how well that's not happening in our Methodist church here. Maybe not to that extent. But right. you got a little bit of that going on. You know you do. Yeah. Because I I know about your church. This yeah. is this is yeah. 
Like that cannot be a part of your fellowship. It cannot I, be a part of your fellowship. And, and I'm if you're saying part you of the need same to organizations. You need to leave. I'm saying you need to throw rocks at Skinny Jeans Pastor Dave. That guy should not even be allowed in the building. Yeah. Like we are so soft. We are so weak. We are so tolerant. And the reason I don't ultimately care about the Grammys, except for the fact that there are people in Mississippi with influence are not using it. It's because, I mean, we, we have to start looking at the root and, mm-hmm. and if you're not willing to, to get into this fight, then you don't care. And, um, the best thing that I can do, the the thing that I'm going to try to do is to convince your children to get into the fight because you're useless to me. You are, if this sort of stuff is going on and it either doesn't bother you or you don't see it as your problem, I, you are worthless to me. Your worship is worth, your religion is worthless. Yeah. And no, you, you're and, not wrong. And th- I don't say that. Christ would say that. Christ would say that your religion is worthless. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and like you said, you said you're talking to to the next generation. Um, Something something has got to change. And, well, you know, I I was pretty hard on the Methodists. Let me give them a little credit. Since 2019, like something like 1,800 or 1,900 congregations of the United Methodist Church have left. Have left, yeah. They see that. Yeah, good for them. But in case you're wondering, that's an entire denomination's worth of, of churches. Like it's something I think the the Presbyterian Church of America has like 13, 1400 congregations. So you're talking about an entire congregation, uh, entire denomination's worth of, of churches that are leaving. Good, good. Now, now let's open our Bibles and let's read about the church of the Bible. And let and, and let's to take to to steal a phrase from our current useless person in chief, let's fight for the soul of the nation. Because when you're talking about the devil being in your home, when you're talking about the devil being in your churches, that's what we're talking about. You know, that he talks, you know, we're fighting for the souls of the nation. And then he goes and gives the most, you know, a divisive speech that has ever come out of the lips of a president. This is literally fighting for the soul of the nation and the nation's children and not letting them see and be a part of the perversion that is happening to the youngest generation. 20% of Gen Z uh, associate themselves with the LGBTQ plus community. Why do you think that is? You think it's because of the Grammys or do you think it's because you got, when you say skinny jeans, pastor Dan, probably him. And, and you have drag Queens in the pulpit. What do you think makes them want to be a part of that? You've, you've got to get yourself right. right. You got to get yourself right. And, and if you want the scripture to back it up, Please go read Romans chapter 1, 26 of the end of the chapter. Back up a little bit for context. Go all the way back to the, the preaching of the gospel in Romans 1, verse 16. Just read but the really, book of Romans. really, starting about 26 and go for, Go read the book of Romans, right? I mean, like, uh, there were all kind of perversions that were happening in the first century, and, and they were called out. It wasn't a cultural, oh, it was okay. It wasn't okay then, but it's okay now. No, 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 that's not how this works. Go read your history. Uh, if you want your scripture to back up what we're talking about, go read Romans 1, 26 of the end of the chapter. You cannot be a part of this. This is wrong. Fight for the soul of the nation. That's what you need to do. Kick the devil out of your home. Start with scripture. Right. Fight. Fight. Kick the devil out of your church. Fight for your children's souls. That's right. Like your your church is not going to get stronger by itself. Your your kids are going to be 
your kids are going to be members of a weaker church than the church you attend today. Yes. Just by and large. Um, yeah. Just playing the averages. Because, and if you are not working to make it stronger now, it is going to be mm-hmm. that much weaker when they get to the decision-making level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, so. you're absolutely right. So, well, and let's let's keep let's keep going with that with this next topic, right? When we're talking about fighting for the soul of the next generation, the yeah, let's talk about the other devil in your home in America. The biggest problem in America is pornography, bar none. I would say the, that is the biggest problem. So we, we yes, yeah, so the, the topic we're talking about is is specifically pornography, a certain type of pornography, and but I would say that. Um, the prop the problem more broadly is technology and and we'll get into why mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, that's, first that's the, yeah yeah but first we're going to uh pull up this clip and i pulled this is from the new york post because uh first of all they bleeped out the expletives and they they clipped it to a pretty good, good length so uh we're going to watch good. this i want to go live because this is what pain looks like this is what it looks like, okay? This is what it looks like. The, f- the f- internet. F- the constant exploitation and objectification of women. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. F- Atrioc for showing it to thousands of people the people dming me pictures of myself from that from that website you all this is what it looks like this is what the pain looks like okay all right right, so a little backstory here right so Um, that is her her uh, twitch stream is cutie cinderella that's right cutie cinderella yes um, she is a Twitch streamer. Uh, just going to give you more info about her because I don't, I don't do Twitch. I don't, I don't know anything about that. But technology has gotten completely out of hand, and, and what what they are able to do with technology now is scary. So someone took this woman's face and deep faked it over pornography, and made it look like she was participating in making pornography, and it wrecked her. That, that is the appropriate response to that. Now, obviously, I don't condone the language, but, I mean, she's she's devastated. And I'm devastated for her. I mean, somebody who is, is trying to make a living, honestly, and people want nothing more to, than to see her without her clothes. Why is that? Because of pornography. Because men cannot, men who are addicted to pornography cannot look at a woman without wanting that from now on. And it's truly sad. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to let you pick up. Yeah, so Cutie Cinderella is a very prominent Twitch streamer. Um, she's one of the mo- more prolific female streamers on Twitch. Um, Twitch started out as primarily a video game streaming um, website, but uh, has moved into, well, it's still prominently, I guess, about video games. Uh, it's kind of on a decline. Uh, Cutie Cinderella plays games, but she's more of a lifestyle, like kind of just come hang out all day. Um, her and her boyfriend, Ludwig, 
Um, and so it's it's mostly about their personalities. It's kind of like a reality TV kind of dig uh, deal. Um, and people but, people watch that. Yes. Um, I've never been a, yeah. a good viewer of, of streaming. I, I don't really care to watch other people play games. But um, here lately, Twitch has had a very bad problem of uh, essentially um, being a, a, a one degree under OnlyFans kind of website. Um, you know, kind of. Uh, yeah. Um, attractive young women just get a big following and get half naked on a screen and do weird stuff for money. Um, it's not an appropriate website for your children to be on. Uh, uh, do do not let people on. Uh, do not let people in your home on this website. I, I'm serious. Um, I think they. I, I didn't uh, know that. I thought. I, th I thought Twitch. Was it's just it's not it, play video games. <laughs> It that's what a lot of it is, but they their content moderation has really gone off the rails. I think maybe they've tried to address it recently. Maybe it's better, but I don't know. Um, it's been a long time since I've 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 gone on. Um, but uh, Cutie Cinderella, I mean, she's I mean, she's not a clean person, but she's not a, a porn um, channel. Fiend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there are some weirdo women out there doing weirdo things on Twitch uh, to pay their rent, but she didn't seem to be one of those. And, and this is, uh, it is devastating for her. Um, I don't think the problem here is with uh, pornography just, I mean, it, obviously yeah, that's part of the problem. Um, and and much contrary to her take, I don't think the problem here is the objectification of women. Um, although that is certainly what happened. I think the problem here is generally social media. Um, Twitch, Twitch is a social media um, more than anything. And just as YouTube I think is generally, I, I'm, I see, I'm, I'm going to put, I'm, I always go back to the home. The problem is parents letting their kids have phones and social. Yes. Media this is the point that I'm getting young. to. Yeah. Your, your uh, brain is not developed in order to receive the dopamine, the serotonin, all, all the chemical reactions that happen in your brain from social media. Uh, an undeveloped brain is not ready for that. It, it's yeah. just not parents. Don't let your kids have social media. You know, all the research up to this point until age 12 in the research. Now, I'm not talking about people's opinion. I'm not talking about somebody who makes a blog post. I'm talking about people who have studied this scientifically or saying high school at the very earliest, at the very earliest. And yet I see five and six year olds with cell phones. I see seven and eight year olds with social media pages. Yep. We are crippling the next generation. There's so many people. Yeah. There are so many people who, if they heard us saying this, they get their feelings hurt because it's stepping on their toes because they've done this. And I don't care. Um, due to some things no, going on. No, this is the truth. Due to some <laughs> things going on in our lives, I recently uh, I, I implement, and people are going to get offended by this, I put in place a ban in my house on TikTok and Instagram. It's not allowed. Get it off your phone. No, I don't get. I don't. I don't blame you. I only have one other person in my house. 
and that's my wife. <laughs> I basically told my wife, get rid of TikTok and Instagram. Um, and I have an Instagram for a specific purpose, but um, the reason being, and this is especially true of women and girls, TikTok and Instagram are ruining their lives. Snapchat yeah. too. Um, those are the big ones. Like all social media is ruining their lives, but those are the huge ones because that mm -hmm. is where they get their validation from because it's images and it's videos. Mm -hmm. And, and have... men and women respond to videos very differently. They, they respond to visual cues and stimulants very differently. Men have positive reactions. Women have negative reactions. I, you can look into the neurochemistry of all that. It's, it's very well documented. For the love of the Lord, if you have a daughter, do not let them on Instagram or TikTok. No, don't no. like don't it is don't don't allow don't have TikTok anyway. Just TikTok's bad. Just don't have TikTok to begin with. Like this is what I'm getting at. The devil in your home is social media. It it, it is yeah. this all-consuming monster that is so tied. Like your your maybe not your self worth, but your wife's self worth. Your, your child's self-worth may be so wrapped up in this stuff that you're not even aware of. Mm -hmm. And it has such mm -hmm. a profound impact on them. Um, and, and the objectification. Uh, so I was looking, I was looking up my own social media usage today. I, I have not been on social media today other than what we're doing right now and preparing right. for it. I mean, I haven't been on it. I go to social media to fight. Like that's what I have social media for. <laughs> Um, but, but many people, especially younger people go to it for validation. And, yes. you know, that's what a lot of these Twitch streamers have not like cutie Cinderella's made a career out of it. Um, so yeah. her income is even tied up in it, which I would say is even worse. Um, terrible. but you get so much of your worth from this stuff and that that's, that's what's crushing her. Obviously, yeah. it's 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 hard to to have someone do that to you. That's horrible. Um, but this is and, and and my message to people who are watching is that this is going to become more prominent. It's not just do you want your daughter to not be depressed? Don't put them on TikTok. It is now. Do you want your daughter's face in porn? Yeah. Don't put them on the internet. Yeah. So let's let's address the the obvious irony, Jeff. Where are we streaming to right now? Facebook and YouTube. Facebook. But, I mean, that's YouTube. where the people so, are. That's where the people are. Uh, we and and I get the temptation. I mean, I I check our views. I want to know who's looking at what. But my self worth, my validation is not in in not in cahoots it's not combined with how well our podcast does you know I, I know my worth i know why i'm on this earth i know what i'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis to make the people in my life better and to get to heaven like I, if our, i, I if, know what's going on if our one devoted listener or watcher came to me tomorrow and said i can't watch your podcast anymore because i got off all social media i would say great good job good for you 
good for you. We have a college student that I always have to, just because I communicate with people like through like Facebook Messenger and things like that. Uh, we have a, a college student that when I have to tell her what's going on, I, I have to remember to send this person a personal text message because she doesn't have any social media. And every time that comes up, my, the first thing out of my mouth is good for you. You are a healthier person for it. Technology. And so uh, we don't have time to talk about the, the downfalls and destructions of AI and, and the problems that AI is going to cause. This sure, is getting a lot of great things. This, this, this is the Nobel syndrome. This is what this is. It is the Nobel syndrome. And, and you were not prepared for what is going to be possible with this stuff. Mm-mm. And, and, yeah, and like, but, go just ahead. go ahead and first of all, if you have young enough children, don't introduce it at all. Because if you've got teenagers that are already on this crap, it's going to be, you, you're not, you're probably not going to be able to convince them. But mm-hmm. this is going to get, this is going to go so many different places so quickly, you are not going to be able to keep up. Yeah. Stay off yeah. of anything new for at least six months. You I still know? haven't gotten a TikTok because it took it took a while to figure out what TikTok was going to do to people. And, and I don't have one for that reason. Um, so, like I said, this is the Nobel syndrome. Uh, the Nobel Peace Prize was started by Alfred Nobel, um, most notably the guy who created dynamite. <laughs> and, wow, dynamite is cool, right? We can build roads with it. We can... Um, Levy, ta- le- levy areas to make towns. There are so many positive uses for dynamite. Oh, and we can kill people with it too, which has been its main function since it's been created. Social media, AI, uh, the internet in general, it, it's going, that that is the same. So we have to be extremely protective over our youth. And, you know, if people want to call you a helicopter parent, if they want to call you the bubble boy parent, like whatever they want to call you, that's, that's fine. Protect your child, protect your children. Um, it, you know, you want to look at suicide rates and suicide rates in youngsters. It's going to rise with the use of, of social media use with, with young people. That's, that's just how it goes. Protect your children. I know they're going to bug the mess out of you. And I know everybody's going to look at you like you're crazy. Your your child doesn't need social media. They, they yeah. don't need it. And I guarantee you, whatever you think you can put on their device to, to make sure they don't see explicit images, there's ways around it. And it's going to be outdated with a single update it. anyway. Doesn't matter. I guarantee it. Like uh, the only things that I have seen that function or a few like um apps that track the images on the kid's phone and send you screenshots of the images they're seeing on their phones because the technology is so uh so fast evolving like snapchat you know oh it'll be okay for kids to have snapchat oh those pictures disappear so they had to come up with technology that got screenshots of the pornographic images that children were watching on snapchat in order to send it to the parents because they disappeared, right? Or you could just not let them on Snapchat, not let them on Facebook, not let them on Twitter, not let them on whatever whatever social media is new. You know, we have TikTok right now. We don't know what what social media there, there's going to be in five or 10 years that's going to be pervasive, that, that's going to be predatory against your children. But I know it's going to be there. And so the blanket statement should be, no, you're not mature enough. 
So yeah, you know, Johnny yeah. has it. Demario has it. I don't. I don't care. I don't care what other kids do with what other parents do with their kids. You're my child, and you're not going to have it. But and and then oh, you you hear all kinds of cop outs. I'm going to be hard on parents right now. You hear all kinds of cop outs from parents. Well, you know they're going to see it at school, so I might as well. That is an excuse for you to abdicate your responsibility. Let's be honest with what it is. That is an excuse. That is you not wanting to police what's on your child's phone, so you make an excuse. They, they're probably going to see it on somebody else's technology at school. It's not going to be on yours. It's, it's the same way the little boy who, who used to bring nudie books to school because his daddy had some. But you don't have to have it in your house. Don't abdicate. Just, just suck it up and do the hard thing. And once you find out that your little Billy has been looking at pornographic images with his little friend Johnny on his phone, well, guess what, Billy? You're not friends with Johnny anymore. If I see you around, I'm going to beat you. So it's tied all back. Um, obviously, this is a horrible thing that's happened to her. Um, but um, again, this is a, a natural progression in technology, and it's a natural progression to putting your face everywhere. Yes. Um, be less present on the internet, said the internet podcast host. <laughs> well, um, yeah, and, and but it's a good point. We, how how many hours of footage did that couple have online, and how many hours of footage did they make that AI bot watch in order to get the images that they wanted? You know, um, don't put your life on the internet. But yeah. spend your life with people that you care about, not with the strangers on the internet. Seriously, like, first of all, I don't care what's going on in your life. So don't put it on there for me. <laughs> but I mean, just just be more private. Be have mm -hmm. some things that are more in private. general, um, sure. especially when it comes to your children. Uh, and, and, you know, I've seen I've seen some parents on the political right and political left do this. And I think it's a really good idea. They don't put any images of their children on the Internet. Now, you you know me, you, you're friends with me, and, and there are some pictures of my son on the Internet. But it's not something that we constantly put on the Internet. You don't get life updates, you know, every week with what's going on in his life. Um, but I know people who like purposefully blur out their child's face, put a, put a smiley face emoticon over it or whatever, whenever right. they post family pictures because of exactly what you're talking about. They're, they're protecting their child. That's noble. Is it harder to do? Uh, does it mean you don't get to interact as much? Does it, does it mean that maybe you're going to fall out of touch with certain people? Yeah. But at the end of the day, would you rather protect your child or fall out of communication with certain people? I, I mean, I would obviously pick the former. Well, uh, more cheery subjects from the always right corner of the internet. Uh, well, that, but that's that's cautionary, right? That's not that, so. That, that, that's yeah, I I feel very passionately about this. I I'm actually glad we got a chance to talk about it. it. What has happened to her is horrible. You can prevent it at home by like. There's no downside to saying no to this stuff. Like, I, I don't understand why it's such a controversial thing. There is no measurable benefit to being on social media. Yeah, because it's difficult. Except for That's a, why it's such a controversial like, thing. Basically, business advertising is the one thing that is that benefits from it. 
That's basically all your I do. teenager doesn't <laughs> have a business. Basically all I do. Yeah. So your your teenager will be healthier. They'll be happier. Um, they'll feel left out a little bit, but again, they'll be better off. Um, yeah, and they're being left out of things they probably don't need to be in be involved with anyway. So that's fine. So. Well, uh, yeah, like you said, it's something we're passionate about, and it, it, it's something that matters. And I mean, what really stuck with me is when you just said, "Do you want that to be your child?" Because if you put their images out there, that could be your child. Yeah. Do you, you know, if, if they're doing this, there was a there was a law and order criminal intent, whichever one's the spe- special victim unit, the the ones sure. that go after perverts, right? There was there was a law and order episode on this decade ago about people using AI to make people look younger so that they could have child pornography and it, it be made with a, not a child. Uh, now with AI, what do you think they're going to use? They're going to have their child pornography and they're going to take images of the children that are on the internet in order to make it with AI. That's a real thing. Yeah. And it's disgusting. And if you don't want your your child's images out there, don't don't do it. Don't that's that's gonna be a real thing. And then you're gonna see people justify it and go, well, at least they're not playing with real little children. Yeah, and you you know how I feel about that. I, I feel like twenty five cents could solve the problem of any pervert, but that's just me. Uh, we 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 got on some high horses today. Um, you know, the show is called Always Right, so we're right about this stuff. Uh, we're right. And you should you should listen to us. Um, and, and I want to you know, know what the views like from down there on 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 ground level. You know, I'm on my high horse. Let me know what the what, let me know what the the views like from down there. Feel free to comment. Feel free to tell us we're wrong and tell us why we're wrong. I, it's not going to bother me one bit. I'll tell you why you're wrong. That I'm wrong. Next week. Um, <laughs> well, thank you everybody for tuning in, and uh, I hope that you got something from it. And, and we will uh, see what craziness is uh, in store for us in the next week. I'm just thankful that we did not have to talk about the State of the Union. Um, oh, thank you. Any closing remarks, Stephen? Uh, no, protect your family. Be blessed. Have a great week. And spend time and life with the people that you care most about. That's, that's what I want you to take away from this episode. All right, fam. We will catch you on the next one. Hey, you've just finished listening to an episode of Always Right. If you like what you heard and want to help support the channel, please be sure to like the video and follow us on Facebook or subscribe on YouTube. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please consider rating the podcast five stars. And as always, please leave us a comment, whether hateful or glowing, as we appreciate the feedback. Tune in next week for another episode of Always Right with Jeff and Steven.